Warning, the Happy Ending Pod shows a couple of guys with microphones on a computer consuming copious amounts of alcohol and who say anything about anyone and everything they feel like. It was all in fun and not to be taken seriously. We don't own the rights to any music playing during our broadcast. Thank you and enjoy. Welcome to the Happy Ending Pod Show starring Grant and B3. Once upon a time, there was a functional recluse named Bob and he met someone named Grant. And he didn't give a fuck. <laughs> Two guys drinking way too much that decided to record it for your amusement. One day, Grant goes, Bob, you should get out of your hermit shell and come over and hang out. I have good beer and good music. The origin of the Happy Ending Pod Show. <laughs> Take it away, boys. And the rest is what I remember. History. <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect. I don't know. Yes. Figuring things. Happy Ending Pod Show. Stay still. Uh, no, I won't say. Stay still. <laughs> stay still long enough. They'll finger anything. <laughs> uh, happy ending, Pacho. Your home of fingering. Live long and prosper. That's right. Uh-huh. Happy Halloween. <laughs> Forget the shocker. He does the Spock. I do the Spock. The Spocker. Oh, that's right. It's beer review. Beer review. <laughs> I'm over here just laughing at inappropriate I things know. and uh, watching. No, I'm yep. not going to say that. All right, Nightmare on East Elm Street. It is a pumpkin ale, and it comes to us from Concha Hockey Brewing Company. Local business, local brewery. We always like to give them a shout-out. Um, whether it's earned or not, we will see. It, it clocks right. in at an ABV of 5.8%, and it says, go where the path takes you. Um, it's a great Freddy Krueger toss. Contains sweater. lactose. Oh, here we go. A seasonal homage to our original brewery in Conshohocken. We bring you Nightmare on East Elm Street Pumpkin Ale. That's a pumpkin ale. Brewed with honey malt, <clears throat> pumpkin puree, lactose, and spices. Pumpkin Nightmare puree. on East Elm Street is a pumpkin pie in a glass. This autumn ale is best paired with candy corn. And uh, hard disagree. No, <laughs> I haven't had it yet. My can is still sealed, corn. and also I didn't open my beer. Um <clears throat> No, I'm not drinking any beer that's right. good with candy corn no. because I don't want to ruin it. I don't like candy corn. I don't mind it. I, the pumpkins are the best part when you get the mix. I, I love chewing soft wax. <laughs> Sometimes it's not that soft either. Maybe if it's off of a nice blazing nipple. Yeah, that's all blazing. Blazing. A blazing nipple. It pours a little soda Yeah, yeah I, I got some nice. a nice little head. Little candy corn, if only. A nice little candy corn colors for a second there. I, it smells here. good. I've had a little inclination. Uh-oh, I got schmegma galore. Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with your beer? Where's the camera here? Is it going to pick it up or just glare? I don't see any schmegma in mine. Uh, it's not working. It's not? It's not picking up. There's too much glare. Look at that. Let's there. try something. Look there. Oh, I think that's pumpkin puree there. <laughs> I think so. Oh, wow. It does look like candy corn now. Yeah, I see chunks floating in there, so we'll see. Well, now I gotta check and inspect my. Yeah, that is. Yeah, it's pulp for Christ's sake. Well, uh, yeah, we don't know what it is. You've had a sip. <laughs> it's beer pulp. Very little. I okay. got some. Well, here we go. Here's puree in your eyes. The dog is violating the cat. No, that's good. That's a pumpkin fall beer. It's not overpowering. No, it's either. not. No. That is... Which is quite nice. That's what do we got here again? Honey malt. Um, pumpkin puree, lactose, and spices. Yeah, I'm a little shocked by the pumpkin puree. Pumpkin puree, yeah. That could... You, you, you would... 
without knowing you... how it works, <laughs> uh, without knowing how it works, I would think initially pumpkin pumpkin puree would either make it too strong or too weak. But it doesn't. It doesn't, it, it, doesn't it, hurt it at the all. Exactly. No, I mean, it, and you get the spices. Yeah, the spices are are um, balanced and not overpowering like some have been in the past. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Some it's just no. That's a good. Some beer. it's just a seasonal. <laughs> That's spice a good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. yeah. And they, we they, just and they decided to add pumpkin. I got adobo with cinnamon in it. <laughs> yeah, cardamom. Yeah. Um, no, very good beer. I can't complain. Um, very glad I picked this one up based on its label. Yeah, the um, label alone is worth it. So it's just a, it's uh it's just a cherry on top that it's actually yeah, very yeah. good as well. Very good beer. So, Happy Honey Poncho. <laughs> no, that was him. Happy Honey Poncho. Oh, yeah, he was extra crispy. Like, follow, comment, subscribe. We forgot all to do that stuff. Both of us have We're allergies. We're supposed to do the beginning. A long beer review. We haven't done one of those. It, it was actually really short, and then we just started ad yes, and, and we just started going. Minutes. It's okay. It was, it was barely at 440 <laughs> when I thought we were going to end it, and then we started. I said something, and then you said something. <laughs> well, and then it was six and a half minutes. <laughs> usually what happens. Yeah. Um. If history is any indicator, yes. Uh, let's see if I can bring it up. All right, so the the listeners at home got to hear yet another live beer review in an episode. That's right. I actually quite like that we do that. Yeah, it makes it easier than doing it twice. Well, not just that; it uh, it, it can give you uh, a multifaceted multimedia experience. Yeah, for the happy ending podcast. Listen and watch it exactly. On you two can, different and, forms. You can, and if you're really clever, you can sync it. Absolutely, because. The video won't have sound. <laughs> it's not a talkie. No. <laughs> We're going to have to put up uh, the boards like... <laughs> oh, could you imagine doing an episode that way? <laughs> but <laughs> it's audio only. <laughs> oh, God. Pumpkin. So this is the list that just came out. Is that their cover photo? I'm assuming. But this For is the top 500... Greatest songs. All right. Greatest songs. If you thought him reading the Woodstock lineup three years ago was long, <laughs> buckle up for this one. <laughs> okay. Now, I'm already looking at Rolling... We're looking at Rolling Stones. Ugh. The yellow idiot in the middle at the bottom. Anti Cardi? Yeah. Oh, well. She's a moron. You shit on Cardi. She's an idiot. I know she's an idiot, but not as big an idiot as Nicki Minaj. Do you want to get into that real quick? Oh, that's who I was thinking. Yes, not Cardi. I mean, Cardi's an idiot, too, yeah. but I like her songs. But she's no, a harmless, not her song. She's a harmless uh, idiot. Yeah. I redact my previous statements. Okay, so yeah, it's not Cardi, it's Nicki Minaj, so you do know what Nicki Minaj said. Yeah. Yes, she's an idiot. She lied, is what she said. She lied now? Yeah, the, the health minister of the country said there are no reported cases whatsoever in the entire country that what she said happened happened. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, here, but now, I was laughing at it because we saw it in the news yesterday. It was yesterday or Wednesday. It had to be yesterday. Both days, I think. Yeah. But it got traction yesterday. Yeah. Um, and the White House said, please call us, Nikki. We'll help you out. You're an idiot. Um, <laughs> and I like Nikki, but they let her talk, too. Um, I don't want to hear Nikki talk or sing. I just want to see I, I, I just want, yeah, I just want to see what she's doing in that photo. Yeah, I just like, you know, yeah. I'm... Um, but I was, you know, I guess she said her cousin, friend, and Trinidad. <laughs> it's is, Trinidad and Tobago or whatever the country yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, got, he got the vaccine. That's right. And within a week, his testicles swelled. That's right. Okay. Champagne problems. Now, I, I forget what I was saying. I was making comments and jokes. But, <laughs> no. But, but somebody uh, close to me said, but Grant, you had pain in your testicles from the, the next day. 
when you when I got my vaccine. Did you? Yes. Okay. I, I well, I said to, I made sure I said I because I ached so bad the next night that my, my dick hurt. I had pain in my dick. Okay. <laughs> Right, and not like, you know, not like a. It was just all set up, like, oh, it was rubbing to make it better. It was a muscle ache. No, I didn't want it. I just wanted to be left alone. (laughs) Oh, I'm gonna have to write that one down. He said, "Oh, my dick hurts. Rub it, make it feel better." (laughs) So, um, how do I know when I'm finished? Oh, you'll know. So once I thought about that, I was like, oh, well, maybe Nikki's got something going on, right? Okay, maybe there's something to it. I don't know. I have no proof either way. Yeah. So. Yes, we're a uh, disclaimer. We are not doctors or scientists. Yes, yes. <laughs> Shocking as that may be. Absolutely. Um, or we're not. No, okay. you're you're our ordained savior, That's but right. you are not a doctor. I'm not a proctologist, and you didn't stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night. <laughs> no, would never would. Have you see no sheets under black lights. <laughs> old rooms at if there's a doctor staying at a holiday it's because he's doing an uh, illegal uh, organ transfer organ transfer <laughs> removal <laughs> uh, abortion yeah um, okay so we're looking at the Rolling Stones top 500 list okay recently just updated recently came out uh, this week top 500 what songs songs greatest songs of all time now their cover photo has a woman I don't know, a woman I don't know, a dude I don't know. Well, the woman I don't know, the first woman I don't know is at least wearing a Ramones shirt. So she's okay, got a so little bit could of be... credibility or know. cosplay. <laughs> hey, Cheyenne, come here, please. Um, I don't know. Who, yeah, name these people. <laughs> I don't know who this person is that's poorly shaven or groomed. Go figure. Um, this is Billie Eilish. We yep. got Prince. We got Elton John. We got Chuck D. I don't know who the. Uh, I don't know who the. Unless it's we actually. We need you to pink. tell us who We these need you are. to uh, give us, bring us into the new millennia. Who are these two individuals? Well, I don't know. You don't know who that one is. No. Nope. It's not no. um, Stallion. No. Okay, we don't know who that is. Nice work, Rolling Stone. And we don't know who this is. Yeah. How um, about the blonde pink woman? Yeah, is, could that be pink? Maybe I don't. Doesn't look like her. No, Amber would know. I know I who pink is. This the weekend. Okay. We oh, I think I know. Is that Vandross? Is that Luther? Possibly. We, we know that's Cardi. That's yeah. Aretha. We got the Beatles. We got Bob Dylan. Yeah. What, sweetheart? Um, The guy in the bottom right corner, I think he was in the movie with Seth Rogen and Charlize Theron. Okay, that doesn't help. No, he's a... Oh, whoa. Oh. The, the photographs? No, it just says who, who they're by. Who took them all. Okay. Yeah, it just says who they're by. It doesn't say who's in them. Okay. So, well, we tried. Yeah, so I don't know who this... If they, the, the, yeah. who they are but we mow most of them top 500 songs do we want to go 500 or should we just go top 100 uh i would say do the top ones and then just rapid scroll through and see if any stick out later 50 to 100 yeah 50 to 100 all right i mean in uh ascending order no descending ascending yes ascending. yes daddy yankee gasolina comes in at 50 I'd like to know who voted on these. <laughs> Last I saw it was 250 people that were asked to vote on the top 500 songs of all time. The top 500 greatest songs, and you are only allowing 250 people. Yeah, this seems like this should have taken two years to vote on. Two? At least. I mean, you should have gone to any major publication that's known for reviewing music and had people write stuff in and 
discuss instead of 250 people. Two, yeah, two, yeah, 250 seems, people in the music That seems industry. like... We're going to have to find who Yeah, that were. seems like four institutions were consulted, yeah. and that was it. So, number 50, never heard of any of it. It's a horrible song. It, you know it's it? A rep- yeah, I know it. Okay. It's a dance song. <clears throat> it's repetitive as fuck. Okay. It's the same bullshit line over and over. Who the fuck cares? Okay, 49 Lauren Hill doo-wop. I know that one. It's a great. Know. It's a great album. It's a shame. Well, it's a song though, not album. Oh no, no, it's a great album in general. But it, it's a good song coming off. That, yeah. Um, it, it's a. It's a shame she fell off the uh, earth. Yeah, it's a shame she hit her head. Okay. Radiohead at forty eight with Idiot Tech. Idiot Tech. Yeah, I don't know what that song is. So, <laughs> Elton John forty seven Tiny Dancer. Okay. Yeah, I I would probably pick something have been else my top myself, 50. but wouldn't have been in my top fifty. Hold me closer, Tony Danza. Yeah. Um, I had to pick something else for him, though. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I, I'm wondering if, if that's that high. He should have five other songs ahead of this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, MIA, Paper Planes. I don't, never heard of it. I mean. Nope. And it's from 2008. Noting the original list of Top 500 is from 2002. Yeah, that, to, to, the beginning of the article said it was 17 years since they did a list. Yeah, well, Kendrick Lamar, all right, at 45. All right, this is already one that's a lot lower than I anticipated. Michael Jackson, Billie Jean at 44. Yeah. Disagree. The Temptations, My Girl. I like this song. Is it better than Michael Jackson's? No. I would say so, but I don't like Michael Jackson. Okay. So. All right. To me, it's not. Bob Marley and the Whalers, Redemption Song at 42. I can't argue with that. Do you know them? Oof, not really. You don't know Bob Marley? Well, I do, but I don't know Did you titles meet him? and shit. No. Nope. Um, it's a good... That's actually one of the... Uh, an album I need to get on um, vinyl is the... Uh, be, is the best of Bob Marley and the Whalers. Um, I, don't know, I, I, I don't think it's going to hurt to have some background music here. Dude. I was thinking that, yeah. but only for ones that we're curious about, not yes. ones that were like, ugh. Yeah, I don't know how loud this is going to be either. If it's even going to connect for us. Um, try to keep it down so we can talk over it. Yeah. It's a good song, it really. I didn't know it was 1980. I didn't realize it was that new. Yeah, I was going to say that seems a lot more recent. Yeah. Joy Division. Love Will Tear Us Apart, 1980. I'd have to look that one up. I don't know that one. Yeah. Sorry, Bob. You're a little loud. <laughs> and the Marley. So I I, jo- I love will tear us apart. I'm not, again. I'm not. And it's an '80s song, and you don't yeah, know. Yeah, I'd have to hear it. Uh, Jimi Hendrix, All Along the Watchtower, at 40. Okay, yeah. Top 50. Look at 39. Yeah. Go figure. Bob bombs over Baghdad is that high? That's excellent. That's saying something. Yeah. That's a great fucking song, though. <laughs> but is it better than Hendrix? <laughs> Otis writing, I can't complain. In no, top 50. No. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good song. Yep, it's a good sitting on the dock of the bay. Prince, when doves cry, 37. Not gonna argue with that one. Top 50, Seven Nation Army. I, I like that song. I'm familiar with it. I again, 36 though. Yeah, I don't know if it would be my. It would be my top 100. Not sure it'd be my top 50. Yeah. Um, Tootie Fruity, 35. It's good to see that on there. 
They could have found a record in full piece to picture them. <laughs> um, literally, it's an image of the 45 from Little Richard's Tutti Fruity, and it's got a chip out of the record. Yeah, literally, it's a chip out of the record. That's funny. Um, so 35. All right. All right. Poppers got a brand new bag. James Brown at 34. Yeah. Chuck Berry, Johnny Be Good. You know, it's a great song, but Mike Dingling, I think I'd have higher on the list. Yes. And also the song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Juicy by B.I. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on from you that. You don't even no, need yeah. Now here, this years ago there was a big list. I don't remember if it was a hundred rock songs or whatever, but "Satisfaction" by the Stones was number one on that list. Okay. And this is I'm I'm probably a kid, so this is probably yeah probably nineties. All right. I didn't think it was the best rock song of all time. No. So for it to even be thirty-one, I'm hoping there's at least four more Rolling Stones songs ahead of this. Lord, Royals, I like Royals. Would it be my top 50? No. You probably don't know it. Not a no. clue. I'm wondering if that's who the image is in the thing. Yes. Thank you. Snoop, nothing but a G thing. Eh, top 100 for me. Okay. I can't argue with that. Dr. Dre, that's at 29. 28, Talking Heads, Once in a Lifetime. <sighs> I don't know the song by title. I am familiar with some of the Talking Heads stuff, but by titles I couldn't. Okay, um, I like it. Is it my favorite Talking Heads? Probably not. Okay. Because, you know, Psycho Killer. Yeah. Psycho Killer is definitely in my top 50 to 100. Oh. Ugh. You don't like it? I'm uh, not over Psycho Killer. <laughs> okay. I, I don't know why, but this is in my head, and it's just... Burning Down the House is better, it's my just, opinion. Yeah, it's... Oh. Talk about, like, played to death. Yeah, and the video was hard to watch. Yeah. It was hard to watch back in the day. I don't... Yeah, this one, I never got the appeal of this song. No, there is a line in this song that I love. I forget what it is. It, 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 it's, it's not my favorite Talking Heads. Okay. It wouldn't be in my top 50, or it probably wouldn't even be in my top 100. Bruce Springsteen, Born to Run, right out the window at 27. Go figure. <laughs> Joni Mitchell, A Case of You. I don't know it, so I can't yeah. say yes or no. <sighs> yeah, I'm probably just going to go with no. <laughs> yeah, no, 25. Seriously, Kanye. Now, this one here at 24. Okay. And we were just discussing our local MGK radio station. Yep. What's always usually number one? A Day in the Life by the Beatles. Is it? Yeah. Okay. I again by title, by title I wouldn't know it. Um I've, as I'm getting older I'm noticing that I know a lot of stuff that I didn't realize I did once you start playing it but yeah, tell, me, yeah. tell me the title. Yeah. Hence with some of our reaction videos I've inadvertently spoiled. Yeah, that's why I never <laughs> put them up. Yeah. Um I love this song. Don't get me wrong, it's the end it's the last song on um Sergeant Pepper. Oh, oh boy, yeah. Okay, yeah. so, yeah. Um, it's like I said, usually when the MGK does their top 500, it's usually number one. Okay. I don't know why it's that popular of a Beatles song. It's a good song, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, okay, David Bowie, 23 yeah, with Heroes. Can't argue with no. that. He did, Maybe that, a couple spots higher, though, but. 
And there's other songs that I would put higher than Heroes. I love okay. Heroes. I, th- I think I, sometimes these lists might um, suffer from uh, influence if they become anthems or something. like Or they can't uh, separate cultural importance and actual quality of the song. 100% yeah. agree with you. Because... That B.I.G. song clearly had cultural importance to hit the top 50. There's a lot of... I think that the the article I read about this list is there's a difference. There's a 254 song difference from the first time this was done till now. So half the list. So 254... Okay, you can't tell me... They lost their importance. That there's 254 songs within the last 17 years that were better than the songs that are now off the list. Yeah, exactly. You're not going to tell me that that's what happened. It's just... There might be... 50? Yeah. At most, there aren't 250. No. It, 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 it's starting to seem like... Uh, More of a cultural era. Uh, like, appeasing the masses. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we want to sell stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a subscription to Rolling Stone, and I'm never going to get one. But somebody who's 14 and sees a song that came out five years ago in the top 100, and they're going to go, oh, I'm going to check out this magazine now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I keep getting things to get Rolling Stone... Um, you know, I wanted to play this one for you. I don't know if you know it, but I love this. It's such a good song right now. We're playing with the pair of the Beatles. The transition coming yeah. on, yeah. Yeah. You mean the orchestra? I'm just listening, folks. That's why we're quiet. Because <laughs> we can't put the Beatles on YouTube. <laughs> and I, the story I, I know is... John couldn't finish this song. He didn't have. He was missing something with this song. Went to Paul. Really? Paul said, "Well, I have this. That I can't finish anything with." <laughs> and then he just spliced them together. Yes, that's fucking funny. And it's what twenty-five. It was on the list. Or? Yeah, twenty-four. I love this part. It just takes you through the clouds. Just listening to that. It, it really, you know. Anyway, all right. So. The Ronettes at uh, 22 with Be My Baby. Do you know this by the... Oh, yeah. yeah. Great song. Um, stands the test of time. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ronnie Spector, I believe. Phil Spector. Well, Phil Spector oh, was the Ronnie producer, Bennett. but he eventually yeah. married her. <laughs> yeah. That murderer. But you hear this, and it always takes me back to Goodfellas. Oh, for sure. And I don't think yeah. it was in good film. I'm, not, I'm but, not sure if it is. But, but the but Christmas music they did. Yeah, was yeah, they nailed that. Yeah. <laughs> great song. It's gr- yeah, yeah. yeah, it's great music. Yeah. Billy Holiday, Strange Fruit. Now, you look at the year, it's 1939, and this song is number 21, and I don't know it. I know the title. Do you? Strange Fruit, yeah. I don't know why I know it, but You're I know You're thinking it. Strange Brew. No, strange fruit. It's cream. <laughs> Billy Holiday, strange fruit. It's yeah. Uh, I hate to cut off the Ronettes, but I, I want to hear this. Oh, we're gonna turn it up because it's jazzy. What a beautiful lady that is. Huh? Oh, you get that that uh, trumpet with the, yeah, that dampener or whatever. Whatever. It is yeah, on. they look like a bottom of a plunger. <laughs> the trumpet plunger. <laughs> <laughs> In case your trumpet gets clogged. I don't know this. 
for hitting the brown note. Nineteen thirty-nine. One writer, by the way, yeah. Lewis Allen. Not like music today that has eight writers for five lyrics. Yeah, this so far has none. <laughs> one of pop's first protest songs is also one of its most profoundly disturbing. Written by a Jewish school teacher in the Bronx, its lyrics evoke the horrors of a lynching, black bodies swinging in the southern breeze, strange fruit hanging from yeah. the poplar trees. Yeah. And its languid melody conjures the unsettling quiet of a southern backwoods night. The song was so controversial in the late... Controversial in the late 30s at Holiday, Columbia Record artists had to find another label to release it. Wow. She released it under an indie-owned label by uh, a label owned by Billy Crystal's uncle. Oh shit. it was radio if you were lucky enough to find radio that had black people running it you know white people yeah, weren't going to yeah, be like yeah. oh we're going we're gonna to play this song now that just tells you how terrible we are to black people yeah. listen closely they're not playing this That's a reaction video, folks. We should, I mean, we should have. <laughs> we just listened to We, we can still song. do it, though. <laughs> um, wow. That's a great, this is a great song. Written by a Jewish guy, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, they had their fair share of uh, oh, I, I not strife with throughout that. Yeah, the yeah, years. Yeah. yeah. Little did they um, know how much it was. Well, he wrote this on 39. I just got to say yeah, how much okay. worse it was about to get. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And I, I, I hate to use that term, but. No, wow, funny, a funny, song. funny thing. I haven't told many people during breaks on class and stuff like that. I would uh, find the radio stations that played that kind of music sometimes. And just oh, you like listen listening to the jazz stuff, old, the older old stuff. Oh, I love though. Oh, yeah. I don't know what it is, but I, it's got to be <clears throat> just. It's just musicians because you know back then they didn't make fuck all. They're doing it oh, yeah, just they were, because yeah, they, so they can get loved their it. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, yeah. It, but there's also something about the tone. Oh my god! And, it, and part of it's the older equipment, and part of it's the older recording gear. Yeah. But there's just something about old music, actual like that. musicians. Yeah, it's just. Well, that's one thing. What's the uh, Mob City? 
Yeah. I that was one thing about that series, the show. Oh yeah. I love the music. Yeah. Yep. I love that style. I love yeah. that. The old gangster movie, the music in it. That's part of the problem I have with um what was the movie we were just discussing recently, you and I was uh the one with Costner and Untouchables. Thank you. What's missing from that movie? Music. That era style yeah. music. It's, it's, yeah. it's definitely an eighties. Never picked that up before. Yeah, it's, a, it's definitely an eighties soundtrack. Yeah, but it's it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a different soundtrack for uh, for the eighties. But in general, for that for a crime. Now, now that you mention it, it throws you out of it. Now that I'm thinking about it, yeah, it doesn't. But fit. you put the proper soundtrack in there, and you get those. You put something in that soundtrack that's got pop and fuzz like that. Oh, that we just listen to oh. You just yeah. you just made it authentic. We uh, I know we just listened to it, but we're gonna have to do a reaction video to that. Yeah, that was... I, I mean, all jokes aside, it'll probably be it's gonna have to be our most serious because I do want to have the lyrics up. Yeah. Um, and I, I'll wear my dark shades. I don't want to cry. Billy Holiday, Strange Fruit of Twenty One. Was... Real quick, this is why we do the. Yeah, yeah. Look, what we just stumbled <laughs> onto. Yeah, <laughs> this is why we do what we do. And then we go to Robin dancing on my own because um, yeah, the because f- that fuck is Robin because that's clearly better than I'm what we just listened to. Assuming the pink chick and the you know what I think you're yeah, right. Yeah, Swedish disco queen Robin captured oh, all the great. agony and ecstasy of twirling alone in a corner on the dance floor. Shut the fuck up, you. Oh, kid. the burden. There you go. Nineteen. Imagine John Lennon. Nineteen. Imagine. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to do the year, Ima- and I didn't realize it was number nineteen. <laughs> imagine John Lennon was at nineteen. Yes. Um, what, what can you say? I'm sure Yoko contributed nothing to the writing. Yeah, she's given a credit. Yeah, he, John, because John wrote it. And did, I'm gonna put your name on here too. I love you. Don't I love me. you, Yoko. Yeah, ruined my life. Purple Rain, 18. Yep. Okay. Um, I could definitely say it would be in my top 50. I just the, the whole outro, the whole song is is yeah. so strong. So the outro especially. Um, wish he was still here for more guitar stuff. Oh yeah, 17. Bohemian Rhapsody. That's definitely my top twenty-five, top thirty at least. Yeah, that's it's it's a worldwide anthem. Yeah, it, well, yeah. I don't know if the anthem's the right word, but it, it's no, I think it's, it's world it's, worldwide recognizable. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, yeah, you could be in uh, Botswana, and you start singing that, and uh, and Botswanians would sing along. <laughs> Let's go find out. Let's just go to Botswana and go Scaramouche, Scaramouche. Can you do that Fandango? And then they bust out the Thunderbolts of Lightning. From Botswana. Uh, Beyonce, yeah, we're going to move on. because that. You, that's what I was okay. afraid this was going to be. Well, I, I, I agree, but real quick, remember I said about the writer of the Billie Holiday song? Yeah. You look at the writer of the Bohemian Rhapsody, Rhapsody, Freddie Mercury. One person. Look at the writer of Prince. Purple Rain, Prince. Yeah. Uh, John Lennon, of course, he wrote Imagine. Okay, those uh, Robin, I don't even care because she's got whatever more than one writer, and she's not even listed. Now we get the Beyonce featuring Jay Z, Crazy in Love. It's got I don't know ten lines. It's got one, two, three, four writers. Four people wrote it. Four people wrote yeah. it. Yeah. Because there's no talent other than tits and ass, literally. No comment. <laughs> and it's in the top. It, it's, it's in I the top twenty. I don't, I don't think it's here. a very good song at all. No. I mean, it's not meant for me and my no. genre. But there is a song, and I'll have to show you the video. Um, and I think it's a much better song. I don't know anything about it. It's by Beyonce. Okay. Yeah, she's got a good voice. It's just that's not a very sure. good song. Um, decent voice. You're still being kind. Okay. Um, not terrible. Okay. I'm, <laughs> that, that's better than mine. Yeah. 
I know. That's why. I'll stop. <laughs> so anyway, a video. Um, I'll show it to you later. Not right now. Okay. Um, but it's a Beyonce song, and it's a good song. I think it's a better song, than, but, but it's because it's not an anthem. It's not an empowering. Yeah, that's... It doesn't yeah. give me liberal freedom to be, uh, you know, whatever. I, I think that's the, the problem with not, what yeah. some of the shit in the list is. That's part of the issue. Yeah, the, um, separating yeah. the cultural impact versus the actual quality of the music. I, I had a feeling when you told me 270 or 250 <laughs> new, songs, new songs, that's what it was going to be. It was yeah, just I knew all, that right yeah. away. I knew it right away. Uh, 15, I Want to Hold Your Hand. Uh, early Beatles, 63. Again, only two writers. Yeah, you know, two of the guys who performed it. Yep. You know, not Pick Mitchum and some other eighteen dickheads. Who, uh, well, it's a decent. Did you say Pick Mitchum? Pick Mitchum. Eighteen other, eighteen other dickheads. I'm writing that down. I'm starting a band. <laughs> There's only going to be three people in it, but it's going to be Pick Mitchum and eighteen other dickheads, and just three people are going to walk out. <laughs> I like that. That that amuses me thinking of stuff like that. <laughs> so it's a good song. Um, I don't need to play it. I'm yeah, sure you I know. It. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I kind of think it's a safe call for to put that up there. Yes. Yeah, because it's one of their more pop friendly uh, record companies maybe holding the leash on them a little bit. Well, it was song. one of their big. It's it's their oh, big. It's, a huge, it's, it's one of their, their earliest only, hits, isn't it? You know, yeah, it's. it's our, is, is and it's, it and it's actually that, theirs, like because yeah. they did covers of stuff. Too. Yeah, is I mean, that the song that broke them? I don't God, know what. I, that I song would imagine was. it might be. Yeah, but then you look at the B side of it, and it's "I Saw Her Standing There." I would probably have to hear that. But. They're probably both number one songs. Okay, watch it be fourteen. <laughs> that would be fun. That would be. Um, so we're gonna. Move, but yeah, I, I even know that one. Are we looking one up? We are looking this one up. This uh, is, for me, this is a fascinating list because there's songs that you don't know. Yeah, that's what makes it cool. This is, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Kinks at 14 with we, Waterloo Sunset. We know the Kinks. Yeah, we know the Kinks very well. Very loud. That'd be a cool record to have if that were all, like, uh, gilded and metallic. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. I do know this. Again. One guy. One guy. You know this? Maybe when we hit a chorus. Possibly. The problem is we're taking away from a reaction video. I, I do know the song, okay. actually. was not aware of the name. Oh, okay. Yeah. My own fault. Oh, I like this part. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't know this one. Okay. Yeah, it definitely different kinks. Sixty-seven. That era we were discussing off air. Oh yeah. So now, now you throw another one into the mix. Yeah. Okay, you throw them into the mix too in the competition. Going on with yeah, with all the bands, with at all the, the time. big names yep. and stuff. Yeah, the Who, the Beatles, the Stones, the Doors, Beach Boys. I mean, it, that <laughs> it's insane. It is. <laughs> Just thinking about that. Yeah. So yeah, so I I I'm, I know the song. Not 100 familiar with it. Not what okay. I would listen to on a regular basis. I don't know what it's about. Something very personal. After, yeah, yeah, after the Kinks first... Leave me alone. 
burst of British invasion pop's success fizzled, Ray Davies really needed to write another hit, but instead he wrote Waterloo Sunset. It's a delicate guitar ballad about a solitary man who watches the world from his window, gazing on a couple of lovers who meet at dismal London train station. For Davies... Oh, okay. It Waterloo? Was, yeah. For Davies, it was so personal, he didn't even dare show the lyrics to the other kinks until he recorded his vocal. As I said, it was like an extract from a diary nobody was allowed to read. Yet it became his most beloved creation. You'd never know from the song what a dump Waterloo Station is. <laughs> a tribute to Davies' power to find beauty in the mundane. There you go. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I, I will say, uh, disagreements with the song placements aside, the information they have with them is pretty nice. I appreciate that. Yeah, that, that's... It's, they, they, they should. It's fucking wrong stuff. Because if it were, like, chart positions, I'd be like, oh, that's useless. I don't care where it charted. Yeah, where it came yeah. out. Yeah, in and history. how long yeah. it stayed yeah. there. Moving on. Give me Shelter. Rolling Stones, number 13. Could have been higher. <laughs> For, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's, there, there are songs that are anthematic, and then there are songs that are epic. And I don't mean, like, whoa, man, this song is epic. I mean, the song itself feels like... An epic in terms of like old tales were called epics and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It. The the intro that lead in is iconic as well. It, yeah. I mean, how many movies? <laughs> Casino. Yeah. Just the that. I don't know what the little. I, I, yeah. But that genius, <laughs> like a pepper grinder. Something. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, rest in peace. What's his face? The drummer. Thank you. Just for cutting his name went right out my head. I know. Um, the Stones channeled the emotional wreckage of the late 60s on a song that Keith Richards wrote in 20 minutes. Oh my God. Jesus. Ah! The intro strummed on an electric acoustic guitar modeled on a Chuck Berry favorite conjures an unparalleled aura of dread. Singer Mary Clayton brings down Armageddon with a soul-wracked wail. Rape, murder, it's just a shot away. I didn't realize that's what she was screaming. She she performed so hard while recording this song, she had a miscarriage later. She did? Yeah. You heard that? Yeah. Oh. The song surfaced days after Meredith Hunter's murder at the Altamont Music Festival. You know about that? No. The Altamont Music Festival, the Stones were there, Jefferson Airplane... The idiots that ran the festival hired the Hell's Angels as security. Oh, so it's like Woodstock. <laughs> well, nobody got killed at Woodstock. No, but they who thought a peace and love festival should be, be held by be held by a violent bike. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's the kind of end of the world song, really. Mick Jagger said in 1995, "It's apocalypse." Richards later said that his guitar fell apart on the last take, as if by design. Did it really, or was he so high it looked like it fell apart? Yeah, yeah, but if it did, that's the kismet type of shit. The, that's the kind of thing where the universe is saying, it's good. Uh, yeah, You yeah, got it. That's, you know... Don't retake the, it, And you hear stories about that of songs, like The End by The Doors, where Morrison breaks into the studio afterward and empties a fire extinguisher to the singing booth. You know what I mean? Yeah. After doing The End, yeah. after ending the night, finishing the song at the end, there's nothing... You, he had to cleanse that room. Yeah. Or make it uninhabitable. So that too. So nothing else was going to be able to be done in there until it was done. Yeah. yeah. But for the, if Keith Richards' guitar really fell apart, it's like you're never... It, this is it. This is all yeah, this be, guitar was made for. Because when you put it back together, it's not going to sound the same. Exactly. Now. 
yeah, the the screws are going to be put in at different depths, so the neck is not going to be as tight or as it's loose. Have whole new the strings, strings are yeah, going to be yeah. Because that the that millimeter of a turn on the tuning yeah. screw isn't going to be as what it was when yes. it, yeah. That guitar literally said, "After this, it's, it's it. Yeah. This will never play again." Yep. It was its swan song. Yeah. And she had a miscarriage. That's why I read online. Yeah. Ooh. Wow. Again, this, yeah, that, that, the break of oh, yeah. voice there. They're just... So powerful. Growing up, I think, because my parents liked them so much, especially my dad, the typical youth rebellion of not liking the Rolling Stones. But now as I'm older, I wow. like them. I always liked Gimme Shelter, okay, though. Okay. <laughs> that fuck Again, that intro. Oh, it, yeah. It's so... It's, so... It, it's, it's like if... Like you said, it's Apocalypse. You're on a plane or somewhere, a wide open space, and the sky is just slowly turning purple and yeah. black and rolling towards you. Yeah. That's the that's like the vibe I get when the okay. song starts. Okay. And you're and you just know shit's about to hit the fan. It's I mean, just give me shelter. Exactly. A little too literal for literally it that way, yeah. but well, no, but that's, yeah, that's I mean, but it's yeah. just uh, yeah, something's gone wrong. Yeah. I don't have that album on vinyl. Great, <laughs> great album title too. But yeah, yeah. With a cake sandwich on a turntable. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like a multi-layer dip <laughs> yeah. of the stones. That's insane. Good song, though. Good, yeah. Great song. Finally, um, something you think we'll see any, agreed with. Do you think we'll see any more of theirs in the top 12? I would expect to see one more Stones and Beatles song. Yeah. I agree. At least one more of each. It was Come Together a bigger hit for the Beatles? Or not? Or is it more commercially successful than... I think it might have been more commercial. Okay. I don't know. I like the bass line in that. We're, we're not going to hear the little creatures. Oh, there she was, whatever. Uh, Superstition, Stevie Wonder, number 12. I can't argue. No, I was just going to say, can't argue with I, that. I, I love that. <laughs> I even love the Chili Peppers cover. Yeah. I, I, it's a good song. Uh, he did a little Stevie Wonder debuted his hard blast of funk. Uh, yeah, that's something else. Yeah. Uh, live while opening for the Rolling Stones in the summer of 72. <laughs> Wow. Talk about seeing a concert. I know. Uh, intent on expanding his audience, a 22-year-old former child star had written it at a drum set, humming the other parts to himself. Wonder had initially intended for Jeff Beck to record a song, but Barry Gordy wouldn't let him give it away. He wrote Superstition for, for Jeff, Jeff Beck. Beck. Oh, my God. It became the first single from Talking, from Talking Book and Wonder's first number one hit in nearly a decade. A lot of people, especially black folks, let superstition rule their lives. Wonder said, this is crazy. The worst thing is, the more you believe in it, the more bad things happen to you. Can't disagree with that. Um, Again, one songwriter, by the way. Yeah. Okay. Wrote it for somebody else, too. Wrote it for somebody else. Or wrote it with somebody else in mind, recording it. Yeah, and it's great. Well, let's thank uh, Barry Gordy. Thank you, Barry Gordy. Yeah, yeah. Um, the one thing Jeff I, Beck's an amazing musician, but I don't know if he'd have been able to pull off superstition in the way we know. It. Do you, I'm, I'm sure he probably covered. He'd it. have done. So, oh, that would be shitty if he didn't. Man, that'd be disappointing. Yeah. Um, you, you catch wind that this song was written for you, and you don't go. I'm gonna yeah. record this now because I want to see what it would have been like if I'd have done it. Yes. Here, here's the one thing about this song that you get the organ coming in. Yeah. And it's not just a... 
Well, and that fucking bass just lingers. <laughs> the bass is behind yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. But he's not just doing single notes or double taps on the hi hat and shit. He's mixing it yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great song. Like, oh, the bass, the the ah, oh, the bass tone. It's just so good. <laughs> What a good song. Yeah. And I'm wearing headphones, folks, and it's not playing in my headphones. And, yeah, it comes through that well, yeah. yeah I, 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 it's... God. Yeah. That, yeah. That, that's fantastic. We'll try to play a little something from all the top ten, at least. Well, let's might as well do it from the top eleven. Number eleven is the Beach Boys. Wow. God only knows. Not familiar with that one. I like that song. Okay. Uh, well, it's... again, by title. Sorry. Yeah, good point. I um, like how the the vinyl is supposed to look like waves. Oh, I have that. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That 45. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, all the Capitol Records look like that. I have all oh, the, oh, I have oh. all the it Beatles. It wasn't specific to them. No, I okay. have all the Beatles Capitol singles on 45 that they were released okay. through Capitol, and they all look like that. Okay. Um, sorry. I mean, we're going to be listening to a lot of good music. It's a very emotional, always a bit of a choker with me, said Paul McCartney of the Pet Sounds Ballad. The night McCartney and John Lennon first heard Pet Sounds at a London party, they wrote Here, There, and Everywhere, which is influenced by God Only Knows. Fucking good song. A great album, by the way. One of the best. Okay. Oh, Pet Sounds. I do know the album. Yeah. Wish I, my parents had it. I wish I had it. <laughs> I think we, uh, maybe. Did you ever watch Big Love on HBO? Okay. This was the theme song. For oh, that really? <laughs> Wasn't that the Mormon show or whatever? <laughs> Yep, it was. So here. I don't think I, okay. I may it's, have it's, heard it at song. some point. Yeah. Because again, my parents were big into the Beach Boys. But okay. Well, it's now, not sticking out. Let me go to the opening line of this. And I just I read the opening line. It's very emotional. Always a bit of a choker with me, said Paul McCartney, of this Pet Sounds Ballad. The night McCartney and Lennon first heard Pet Sounds at a London party, they wrote Here, There, and Everywhere, which is a beautiful song. But this goes back again to our off-air conversation of the competition yeah. of the talent of other bands. Oh, not even competition, uh, but also like inspiration. And uh, respect they, and admiration. They, yeah, and, uh, yeah, they were so impressed by what the Beach Boys put out in this song that it, it inspired them and motivated them to go write something and then they wrote something great too. Yeah. How insane. How, how much music these days do you hear where you go, oh wow, that makes me want to yeah, go. I, yeah. I want to learn something so I can play yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> I brought one of your lines back. I know you did. Okay. <laughs> um, Carl Wilson's understated lead vocal is not per- is note perfect. I'm sorry. But it's the arrangement of horns, sleigh bells, strings, and accordion that gives God its heavenly feel. Brian Wilson was fascinated by spirituality and said this song came out of prayer sessions in the studio. We made it a religious ceremony, he said, of recording pet sounds. The only problem, the use of the word God in the title scared off some radio programmers. Doesn't surprise me. Really? Everybody. We can't say God. Damn it, we can't use the word God. 
<laughs> Can we say God? Damn, Damn it. it. <laughs> Get in here. <laughs> but, Dad, I'm Jesus Christ. That's a Bill Cosby <laughs> sketch, for those that don't know. Um, so we're coming into the top ten. I think now... Pre-rape. Now's a good time uh, to uh, remember somebody real quick before we get up here. Okay. Let's remember Norm MacDonald. Oh, yeah. Uh, the passing... One of the driest oh, yeah. comics. How many comics do you know yeah. that would deliberately bomb on a majorly televised comedy special? Mm-hmm. Norm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. And the funny part is the whole crowd didn't get it, but the other the, comedians, the comedians did, and they were dying. And rolling. Yeah. Um, guy was a genius. Um, now, we're only taking a break because we need a new beverage, and we're getting into the top Top 10, 10 but, yeah. Um, but Norm, I brought up Bill Cosby. I saw a thing with Norm uh, McDonald's talking. It's uh, driving in cars with comedians. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's Jerry Side. And he said he was talking to somebody who says the one thing about the Cosby rate charges is the hypocrisy. Is the, hypocrisy. the guy told him, told Norm that the worst thing about the Bill Cosby rape allegations is the hypocrisy. And Norm goes, he goes, I disagree. And Jerry goes, Really? And he goes, yeah, the worst thing about it's the rape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, Norm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, so, I'm gonna. It's a shame. I have to get Thirty Work and uh, Billy Madison. Yeah, yeah. Some, they were, they're they're uh, underrated movies, both of them. But uh, mm-hmm. he's great in them. Yeah, yeah. He's he was good in everything. Yeah. Um, His Netflix show, unfortunately, didn't get more than one season. That sucked because he had such a great fucking uh, initial lineup list of guests. Of yeah. yeah, the I David mean, Spade episode you can just watch on a loop. It's so well, that's funny. something else that pisses me off with Comedy Central. David Spade's show that they they cut off. Yeah, one of the best episodes is with Norm Macdonald, Kevin Nealon, and Dennis Miller. Oh yeah, oh that was a great oh, my episode. God, it's so oh fun. yeah, and I could have watched them for four hours. Oh for sure, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, but whoever's running Comedy Central now, they don't want to spend money. I don't get that. And I don't yeah. think they actually know well, what comedy it's, is. It's owned by HBO. Yeah. Um, as is Cartoon Network. Yeesh. Which I, didn't I think this, that's going to be the downfall of uh, entertainment pretty soon is too few companies own too many channels. And it's, it's, it's yeah. Yeah. But I did read one thing online, though, and it was kind of interesting take was uh, about Norm... Uh, ba- uh, battling cancer for ten years and not telling anybody. Not telling what? And they said that was the most Norm McDonald thing. I was just going to say that's, done. that's it. Yeah, that was what. Yeah, and I, I I didn't think of it that way. He didn't bring you been, your problems. Yeah, and I've been thinking about it ever since I read it, and I was like, yeah. not that I knew him, but I was like, it's, he just didn't Norm. seem like yeah. the type that was going to say something about yeah. himself like that. Yeah, uh, Burt Reynolds, that's a decade. Though. That, that's not Jeez. my name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. say my name, Alex. Heard Ferguson. Uh, one of the best is uh, there's a Jim Brewer. You know who Jim Brewer is. Yeah. He tells a story of uh, one of the, the Twilight Zone sketch on Saturday Night that Live with Pam Anderson. Yeah, yeah. and Katan, yeah. he says just hitting on him and then yelling at Norm and you suck and telling Norm he's horrible. He's gonna blow the sketch and everything. In the, and the thirty the, seconds till they're live. The yeah, yeah, and, and Chris Katan is just riding Norm and Norm is just standing there smoking a cigarette. <laughs> and he said he gets down to the final ten seconds and. Right in front of the audience and everybody else, he goes, "Why don't you just come out of the closet, you little fag?" <laughs> Norm just tears into Chris Kattan and up and down, and <laughs> yeah, <it's>, uh, <laughs> I, I hate Chris. Chris Kattan's a little fucking oh yeah, yeah, he's yeah. horrible. 
but your, I could just see brief Norm, spotlight. Yeah, why would you go after a guy that's going to literally verbally assassinate <laughs> yeah, your unfunny Because you know ass. Norm's laughing on the inside, just, oh, yeah. just waiting for his opening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's already got 20 I mean, things to say. Why would, why? Yeah. I just like that Conan clip that I sent you about when he's ripping into the movie Carrot Top was in. Oh, but yeah. And he, oh, and Conan goes, it's called Chairman of the Board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do something with that, that and creep. Yeah. And he goes, uh, Board, board is... spelled B-O-R-E-D. Oh, God. And, 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 and Conan you, lost yeah, You just it. have to roll. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, that's normal. <laughs> or uh, Deuce Bigelow. Yeah. I'm going to take this swizzle stick and shove it up your pee hole. <laughs> I forgot he was in that. Yeah, he's the bartender. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh what a good fucking guy. So, yeah, uh, another great genius SNL com- comic. Uh, yeah. uh, I mean, fired from SNL because he was told to lay off of OJ. And he wouldn't. By the like, basically the people that signed the checks. And yep. Came out the next week and absolutely ripped OJ apart. Bombarded him again. Yeah. <laughs> and then they fired Apparently, him. there's an over 20 minute super cut. Of all of his OJ really? jokes. Really? Oh, we got 20 that's minutes. Great. That's great. And that's just the dude who was like, I, I'm not okay with what this guy did, and I'm going to make it my goal to not let people forget about it. Yeah, yeah. And he just, <laughs> every yeah. weekend update, just, just whatever. ripped them. Yeah. He told not to do it. OJ's my And buddy. sometimes he wouldn't even <laughs> make a joke. He'd just outright yeah, he say, would just he killed kill people. people. Yeah. 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 Gotta love him. Oh, that sucks. Yep. Think about the people we're stuck with, and we lost Norm. I know. Yeah, I know. And the Kardashians are still alive. <laughs> Let yep. me take a quick breather. Let's get uh, some new beverages, and we'll get to our top ten. Again, Alrighty. rest in peace, Norm McDonald. Absolutely. We have not yet begun to get drunk, folks. <laughs> we have not yet begun to debase ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> we are very good at debasing ourselves. Would you like to debase me? Um, <laughs> I debase me. <laughs> I debase me all over. Debates me so That's hard. That's a good song, too. <laughs> anyway, so back to top our 10. top 10 Rolling Stones, top 500. We avoided, what we avoid? Four, uh, 500 through 51. Yeah. They, I mean, <laughs> Fuck I, those. I would like to look and see what else is on there. But let's get to the. Well, we can do stuff. we can do a quick browse. We don't. Yeah, need we're to gonna read do them. a quick we browse. We're not gonna. We don't need to read them all. No, no. We're, we'll, we'll like just, we're reading the top fifty. Yeah, yeah. They're more important than the top fifty. Yeah, the the other four hundred and fifty. So Jesus. Yeah, I can't imagine the crap that's gonna be in. There. Uh, it, it, it it'll be, be more of a note of wow, this is so low. Why the hell is this so well, high? Yeah, 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 that, yeah. That's what the majority of why those. Why is will be. this on here? Why is it? <laughs> why is this um, even mentioned? Yeah, I mean, so. Let's get to number 10. All right. Uh, we're, we, we're entering the Letterman zone. Outcast. Hey, yeah. Do okay. we have much? Okay, I can't, I can't fault them. We, we discussed, uh, we, it was one of our trivia game songs. Yeah, you was, got, in I fact. got it. Yeah, I did. yeah. <laughs> um, about as radical and as fun can get, Hey, yeah, is funk, rap, pop, and rock spun into something otherworldly. That's and again, I can't disagree with that statement. They did that, mix to stuff. To me, over, yeah. The, the the later Outcast stuff. That's what they were. Um, it's a shame we're not getting new Outcast stuff. Um, immediately lovable via Outcast, one of kind. Stank Onion Vision. Andre Two Thousand <laughs> began writing the song on acoustic guitar, bashing out some chords wow. that he wanted to sound like the Smiths and the Buzzcocks. So he was looking for almost a punk sound anyway. He had the bulk of it already conceptualized. What he said in his head, recording engineer John Fry. Now, real quick, Outcast, hey, yeah, one, one rider. rider. I saw that, yeah. Andre Benjamin. 
Uh, it all happened quite fast. We recorded the skeleton part with the intro and the first verse and hook all in one night. Um, it's a great song. Um, on Twitter in 2021, Outkast even called it the saddest song ever written. In 2003, however, most of that was lost on a world that simply wanted to dance, party, and shake it like a Polaroid picture. Hey Y'all was the most universal pop smash of the early 2000s. The first song to be downloaded one million times on iTunes. Wow. Impressive. That's something else. It would uh, end up going through numerous permutations on key. One key assist came from former Cameo member Kevin Kendricks, who laid down the synth part and bass. At one point, it was called Thank God for Mom and Dad, a title that makes plain its complicated lyrics about the challenges of keeping a romantic relationship afloat. Great song. I, I love it. I, I don't have a problem with Outkast, any of their music. Interesting. I, I mean... I I wasn't expecting something like that in the top ten of all time. Hey, yeah, um, I expected it in the top one hundred. Okay. I, I didn't expect it in the top ten. You're yeah. right. You're right. Yeah, um, it's a good yeah, song. Not, yeah, not a bad and song. Now, so. And now, remember, Bob's or Baghdad or Bob by Outkast was well, in the top not, fifty. I don't yeah. remember where that was. I think it's it, like the twenties or thirties. Yeah. yeah that's so that's impressive, impressive too yeah. for a song that I got very small television and radio play. Oh yeah, that one. But yeah, and, and and your nickname back in high school for a while. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, which again, I don't know. Yeah, how that's you... actually kind of an impressive testament that a song that didn't get that much radio play managed to break the top. I mean, I didn't think it's super duper radio play. No, I don't think, but it got radio play. But um, okay, uh, I, and I don't know. To, to, to me, that's always a great nickname. I don't know how you took it back in high school. I was all right with it. Okay, yeah, nothing wrong with that. People knew I didn't listen to that music, mm. <laughs> and I was like, oh, whatever. So it's still. I was I was familiar with it at the. It's a great song. I was familiar though. with. I do like the chorus and stuff like that. Yeah, it, it's very catchy. Well, 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 you know what? We'll have to listen to that and bring up the lyrics. Okay. All yeah, right. that could be a that could be a fun travel back in time. Yeah, just to figure out the just to look at the lyrics. Yeah. Right. Uh, number nine, Fleetwood Mac dreams. Now I apologize because we did not play Heyo. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. We're a bunch of jerks. Yeah, I'm kind of a slow on the typing thing. <laughs> um. Did you know this song before I played it? Yeah. Okay. In the face of a lover telling her to go on her, her own way, Stevie Nicks panned the ethereal dreams during the rumors session in Salisito, California. Nick spent an off day in another room of the record plant that was supposedly used by Sly and the Family Stone. It was a black and red room with a sunken pit in the middle where there was a piano and a big black velvet bed with Victorian drapes, she told the blender. <laughs> what were they doing in the wow. studio? That's a hell of a studio. Uh, this adds to the episode. It's, yeah, it's just going to be... There she reflected on thunder and rain of her relationship with Lindsay Buckingham. This group... If one of them got an STD, they all oh, got God. an STD. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. You know, it's funny. And Mick Fleetwood was on an episode of Top Gear years ago. And uh, Jeremy Clarkson was interviewing him. And he goes, we have to talk about rumors. And he goes, my understanding was it was a miracle this album even got made. And he goes, you're right. Yeah. Because it was, the band at that point was good. 
well, not at that point. The band was consist. Well, at that point, in terms of them being couples, yeah, the band was consisted of two couples and Mick Fleetwood, yeah, <laughs> who had his his own relationship outside of the band, yeah, and both couples were fighting yeah. at the same time while recording the while album. Recording the album, it's ama- and they wrote songs about each other and then made each other sing the well, song they wrote about. Yes, that's like one of my go favorite. your own way yes. was written by one person. And then they made the person they wrote it about sing it. Yes. And that's just like, could you be more petty? That's one of... uh, It's amazing. Yeah, one of my favorite memes is the Taylor Swift with Stevie Nicks. Uh, It says, uh, Taylor Swift writes whiny songs about all her ex-boyfriends. Stevie Nicks made her ex play guitar on songs she wrote about him being an asshole. Okay? Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, so... I, I have this vinyl. Um, yeah, we, fantastic we, fucking vinyl. It's, it is it's a great a solid from album. beginning yeah. to end, side one to side two. One of those few that you it's can say that such about. Such a great yeah. album, and I'd say if there's ten songs on it, eight of them constantly get radio, radio play. play. <laughs> so for this Just song to be in the top ten doesn't surprise me. No, and once again, I hate to point it out and beat this dead horse. You're gonna one writer. Yep. One writing credit, Stevie Nicks. Well, I will say with a slight asterisk, perhaps, I think it has to do with the lyrics. I'm assuming, but... Because she didn't write any I, of the I, instruments. Well, I'm not disagreeing yeah. with that, but still, she wrote I understand the what lyrics. You, yeah, yeah. We're going back to that Beyonce song. Four people I know, wrote the lyrics. Get yeah. them. And it's not like it's a 20-minute ballad. <laughs> so or, or an intelligent thought song. It's a three-minute song, I know. But no, the the point is worth. I mean, uh, the the strange fruit one, one writer, one writer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, certainly every, something you look more. At, look at something the, certainly more poignant than what. Uh, look at um, the Beyonce last was the last fifteen songs. It's either one or two, two writers, yeah. and if it's a second writer, it's someone who performed on the fucking song. Yeah, and it seemed like the duo almost always wrote their stuff together anyway. Well, yeah, you're talking. Uh, you're talking to Beatles, McCartney, Paul, and Lennon, Lennon yeah. and, uh, and yeah, and Jagger, and, and uh, Richards, and Richards, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, number nine, Fleetwood Mac, Dreams, off of Rumors, fantastic album. Yeah, still don't understand why Mick Fleetwood's got balls hanging below his balls. He's just letting you know. Yeah, I, yeah, he's got big balls. He was vaccinated, <laughs> <laughs> and he cannot and the, lie. And they're swollen. <laughs> yep. Uh, let's go on to uh, number eight. Uh, Missy Elliott, get your freak on. <laughs> of all time. <sighs> Let's of think. all, all time. time. <laughs> this the... is the eighth greatest song ever. Written. Yeah, I, I... I know the song. I don't have a problem with the song. I'm not putting it in the top 100. It's not. Yeah. It, it's... I had a feeling that this is what this was going to turn into when it's the... The cultural impact and not so much the actual quality of the music. That's, yeah. Like, should Billie Holiday's song been up here? I don't think at the time it had that much cultural impact because I don't think it got played much, but it what it was about was incredibly poignant. Yeah. I I, th- that song's better than this. <laughs> don't think that's what I'm looking for. <laughs> Remix. Yeah. 
Uh, so it's a song written by Missy and Timbaland. Okay, so written by two people, and Timbaland is probably the producer of the music and everything like that. I would guess so. Oh, yeah, man, we was on some futuristic stuff for sure. Missy Elliott told Rolling Stone in 2020 on her musical chemistry with Timbaland. It was something hypnotic about those records Missy and Tim took over the radio in the late 90s. Just two kids out of Portsmouth, Virginia, blowing minds with their own unique space funk sound. <sighs> it was a different sound. Yeah. It was... Uh, and for some reason, I, I, I can't... I'm, I mean, it's like, not available? I'm not finding it. Um, I'm having a hard time finding this song so I can play in the background. I do know it. I mean, yeah, I do. I do. I even know it as well. Yeah, um, it, it, great beat, and I love Timberland and the stuff he did with others, including Missy. So, top ten, not for me now. Yeah. I mean, if I separated genres and did a top one hundred in genres, it would be it would be my top one hundred um, hip hop songs. How's that? Sound? Okay. Um, that's that's as far as I'm going to go with that one. So I'm done. Uh, number seven. There we. Wow. Number seven. Strawberry Fields Forever by the Beatles. Um. That's unexpected, actually. Written by Lennon and McCartney. So yep. McCartney is getting a credit on that as well. Do you know the song by name, or I, I do? I do know it, but it's going to take me a. Take you a little sound off the Magical Mystery Tour album, 1967. I got a weird fact about this song. Good bass line in yeah. it, too. Uh, I went to uh, school with a kid who could sing it backwards. Not properly backwards, as if he was being rewound while singing it. Took the tape apart, put it back in, backwards, and learned it, and that, learned way. Learned it that way. Wow! Not a lot of friends, huh? No. <laughs> Not one of those kids you were fighting places. <laughs> no, because he did weird shit <laughs> like that. Well, I wish I would have thought of it. <laughs> uh, sure. John Lennon was one of the world's most visible people in '66, but he wrote his most exquisitely lonely song with Strawberry Ford uh, Strawberry Fields Stumbers. forever Strawberry, Strawberry Fields forever, forever. forever. <laughs> it opened up a whole new psychedelic era for the Beatles changing the way pop music was heard and made but it began with Lennon alone on a Spanish beach with an acoustic guitar writing a song about his painful childhood memories Strawberry Field was the name of a Liverpool orphanage where he used to play and hide from the world as a boy I have visions of strawberry fields, he told Rolling Stone in 68. I never looked at the song as that, from that point of view. Yeah, that's... The fact that there's just that menacing note that keeps purveying in yes. the background, yeah. Well, the outro of this is it's stellar too. Okay. Um, is Lennon buried himself so vulnerably in this song that he was nervous about playing it for the other Beatles? 
There was a moment of silence until Paul McCartney said, this is absolutely brilliant. They turned it into a groundbreaking sonic collage, thanks to George Martin's studio wizardry. I'm going to say to somebody, now I, I apologize, we were listening to the song. Yeah. Because we can't play them on YouTube. <laughs> All I'm going to say is about, it's, it's a fantastic song. Uh, I love a lot of the Beatles stuff. If, for anybody who is going to try to get into the Beatles, I suggest starting with Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band and Magical Mystery Tour. Those two albums, grab them, put them on, smoke a joint, and enjoy. Okay. Okay, one of the highest I ever got was listening to probably Sgt. Pepper. Or it might have been this album, I don't remember. And just mellowed out, was just like, these motherfuckers were amazing. Um, but those are the two albums. If, if you're going to try to get into them, okay, those are the two albums you should use, you should go for. Um, and it says here, this was left off Sgt. Pepper. Yeah. Um, and it was McCartney's, it was the flip side of, yeah, it was the flip side of Penny Lane. I actually have that. Um, have them both. What a song. That's insane. Number seven. Yeah. We Well, we did say we expected to see another Beatles song on here. Yeah. Not the one Stones, I, yeah. I, I still expect to see another Beatles song on here. Okay. Uh, I mean, we haven't gotten to, uh, yeah. Again, Lennon and McCartney. They seem to always be credited with each other's. Stuff. Yeah, I've noticed that. So, um, at least in the earlier, until the late '60s, Marvin Gaye, what's going on? Oh God, how could you not include this? You know this song by name? Uh -huh. Okay. Uh, I mean, three writers though: Marvin Gaye, Ronaldo Benson, and Al Cleveland. Um, <laughs> I don't know what the <laughs> fuck was that. What was? What, what? Why does it keep playing? What is that? Um, I had to go to 70s Cold. I couldn't get it off of Marvin's actual album. I don't know what's going on with Amazon Music. I'm a little unhappy with them lately. Their app's a little quite glitchy right now. Yeah, yeah. Great. I mean, this is the error, 71. Encapsulating what's going on. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even <laughs> mean it to say the title of the song. <laughs> Good call. Uh, what's going on is an exquisite plea for peace on earth, sung by a man at the height of crisis. In 70, Marvin Gaye was Motown's top male vocal star, yet he was frustrated by the assembly line role he played on his own hits. Devastated by the loss of duet partner Tammy Terrell, who died that March after a three-month battle with brain tumor. Gay was also trapped in a turbulent marriage to Anna Gordy. Did not know that. Oh. Motown boss Barry Gordy's sister. Yeah. Uh, Gay was tormented too by his relationship with his uh, puritanical father. Fucking Puritans. Yeah. And if you don't know the rest, um, 
just gets sadder. Yeah, just, yeah. Marvin Gaye was shot by his father, folks. If you don't know that. I, I turned it down and I'm like, now I want to listen to it because yeah. it's such a great fucking <laughs> I, I song. Um, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna drink my beer. All right. Worst ideas we've yeah. had. What a sad, tragic. And the, yeah, knowing what happened to him and how quickly it came, and the fact that he felt bad about his own music to some extent, that that sucks. Yeah. Assembly line role he played on his own Own hit. song, yeah. You... So it's his hit, but I guess other people stamped it together and he just sung on it, he and felt. Why you got two other people in writing. Again, that fucking era. Yeah. You look at you look at the turmoil, turmoil. Beer's talking. Turmoil, turmoil, and bullshit we're going through today. Where's our musicians? Where's our talent? Where's our where's our uh, our soundtrack? Yeah. The, there isn't the one. definitive people. They're still singing about fucking bitches and making money. Oh well, yeah. There or. Dancing in a club in the corner. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where's our, where's our, where's, yeah, where's our Marvin Gaye? Where's our protest songs? Uh, where's our heart? There isn't there, one. There isn't, there one, isn't one anymore. One. No. All right, moving on, folks. I didn't mean to make it. Kinda, you really brought us down. Brought us down a bit. <laughs> wow. All right, we're in the top five, Bob. All right, top five. Top five, number five. Wow. Okay. There's that cultural impact again. I, I that's how that. So you're feels. telling me that's better than the song we're listening I, that, to. That's better than yeah. <laughs> it's not. It, no. Okay. And what he's referring. <laughs> we, we won't even name it yet. We'll he'll play it. <laughs> and then you want and then, uh, you yes. want me to interrupt? Well, it's almost, uh, it's over, almost yeah. over. I would say interrupt the middle of it with this. Yeah. But I, all I, you'll have to do is just start playing it, and then you can say um, what it is. People will know. People probably know this more than what we just listened to, yeah, well, which is what's, what's wrong sad. with the world. That's what's wrong with the world. We, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's filled with the flavor of the, in week. the moment. Yeah, and uh, number five on the top five hundred best songs of all time. <sighs> well, at least it only has one writer. <laughs> It does. Kurt Cobain is the only one listed as writing. Uh, Nirvana smells like Teen Spirit. Uh, a lot of news about this album lately with the little kids suing. Yeah. You put my little prick on a cover. <laughs> and my wiener too. <laughs> um, I like the song. I, 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 I grew to like it. Um, but better than what's going on no <laughs> on any level on, and no such a yeah I don't get that and the, also with like the other Nirvana songs because you know I'm not a huge fan of this no I know I 
way better Nirvana songs. Yeah, are way better. Again, it's cultural impact. Yeah, you're right. It's the impact. This song changed rock and yeah, roll. Yeah, it, You know, rock and it roll was, was on that was, straight it course. Was, it was one of those. Ah, uh, fuck! The term went right out of my head as soon as I thought. Are you of it. referring to a timeline riff? Yes. Thank, thank you. you. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Because that's, that's it's, what I it's was going to go. It, it's a, it's a definitive. Boom! Here's where the timeline altered skewered, itself. Yeah. Scored, scored from S- the. It splintered. Yes. That's that's what this song was. <laughs> yeah. Um. Because music was going this way, yep. then this song yep. came out and it diverted. Yep. But yeah, I mean, yeah, there's <laughs> there's better Nirvana songs than this. Yeah, I agree. Producer Butch Vig first heard "Smells Like Teen Spirit" in early '91 on a boombox cassette recorded by bassist Chris Novoselic, drummer Dave Grohl, and singer guitarist songwriter Kurt Cobain in a barn in Tacoma, Washington. The fidelity was abysmal, Vig about to work with Nirvana on their major label debut, Nevermind, could not tell that the song would soon make underground Seattle rock the new mainstream that catapult Cobain, a troubled young man with a strict indie culture ethics, into mega-celebrity. I won't get into that last comment. Yeah. Strict indie culture ethics, and I signed with a major label. Yeah. Uh, pompous asshole. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd still you, you like to know. You can keep your shitty sweater and your yeah. holier-than-thou attitude you sold out. I, I'd still like to know if it was suicide or somebody said, you're a dick and shot him. I don't know. His wife. <laughs> I don't care. I just want to know the truth. That'll um, be one of those things we'll find out one you know, day with the I, JFK shit. Yeah, I like Nirvana's music. I, I don't. And I like you said, yeah. way better Nirvana song yep. than this one. The, the solo's lazy. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's the, it's the chorus it, it, done on it's guitar the one, no, it's, with an effect on it. That's all it is. The one thing, though, that always stuck out to me is the, the, the video itself played to... Yeah. It, it played to the lesser. The disenfranchised Thank youth. you. Yep. That's the... Yeah. yeah the cha- you know, the chains and the, like the, the basement or something. Yeah, or the yeah. the fucking jocks. It was I agree. The video... Yeah. fucking people yeah okay. the, 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 not every, the one in 20 or yeah, the one in 50 yeah exactly so yeah the video is important yeah the video didn't hurt nope the video was whoever put that thing said yeah. the two of them together stellar yeah 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 so. i'd almost rather watch the music video than listen to the song yeah yeah because you get the goth cheerleaders yeah which works for me <laughs> oh I, yeah i can't complain so yeah uh, but yep i, I love the song Top five, probably not. No. Not for me. Yeah, if you're going to do it's, inf- it's influential, my... tide-changing, yeah. something like that, yeah, but all-time greatest songs, yeah. five. Eh. I, I, we still got to look at the list of who was asked. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to number four. <laughs> Nobody older than 30. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, yeah. yeah. All the veteran writers at Rolling Stone were not consulted. Nobody was consulted. Yeah, none of them. Uh, number four. Oh, <laughs> oh man! Um, okay, let me get this. Uh, Hunt, Hunter is not happy with us. <laughs> no, I know he's not. <sighs> I don't care. I never liked him. You never liked. Okay, so Bob Dylan comes in at number yeah. four. The problem is, I do like this song. Okay. I mean, you know, you got to know the song. I do. Yeah. Um, like a Rolling Stone, ladies and gentlemen, is number four on this list. 
you know, he, he's such a talented guy, writer. writer. Yeah. He just sings like a uh, dick. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't that far off. No. <laughs> Well, we talked about it in an episode. What if his whole career has just been trolling? And he was singing like that on purpose. On purpose, just to be a dick. But they said it, when he performed here a few years ago, he did an outdoor concert at, at our local minor league baseball stadium. Oh, okay. He said it was horrible. He said you couldn't understand a fucking thing. It doesn't surprise me. No. It's just a old man. Yeah. And you look at so many of his songs that were covered and are the so covers much are better. better. Yeah, Hendrix. <laughs> yeah. Got into that argument plenty of times. Yeah. I, I, this is a great yeah. song. The song that named a rock band, by the way. Is that where they got it from? Yes. Wow. It's a good, I, it's a good song. I, Whoa. What? Read the third paragraph. Before going into Columbia Records, New York Studios to cut it, Dylan summoned Mike Bloomfield, the guitarist in the Paul Butterfield Blues Band, uh, to Woodstock to learn the song. He said, I don't want you to play any of that B.B. King shit. None of that fucking blues. I want you to play something else. Okay, well, Bob Dylan, fuck you. Have that attitude. You could say, I just don't want you to play this yeah, style Yeah, don't play music. this style. Play it this way. None of, that none of that fucking, fucking blues? Yeah. Wow. None of that B.B. King shit. Yeah. Jesus. The guy came from a blues band. What an asshole. Um, I wrote it. I didn't fail. It was straight. Bob Dylan said of his greatest song shortly after he recorded it in 65. There's no better description of Like a Rolling Stone of its revolutionary design and execution. Or of the young man just turned 24 who created it. Dylan began writing an extended piece of verse 20 pages long by one account, six in another. That was, he said, just a rhyming thing on paper, all about my steady hatred directed at some point that was honest. Back home in Woodstock, New York, over three days in early June, Dylan sharpened the sprawl down to be to that confrontational chorus and four taut verses bursting with piercing metaphor and concise truth. Okay. Like a Rolling Stone, number four. Top 500 Rolling Stones countdown. Greatest songs of the Electrifying time. vocal performance. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say a little bit of hyper, hyperbole in this article. <laughs> Well, I, I wrote it. I didn't fail. It was straight. I always get the Bob Dylan was a fucking asshole. Ego. Yeah, yeah he, he was from yeah. the jump egomaniac. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, all right. Let's move on to number three because I'm tired of this already. Yeah. Um, Sam Cooke, a change is gonna come. That is a very uh, influential, not influential specifically uh, need editing right here song <laughs> um, because I'm going to turn it up a little bit so this is what I'm saying I said this earlier sounds older than 60s too again written by Sam Cooke by the stop oh. Oh. stop licking my leg stop 
God, way to fuck up the episode. Yeah, lots of editing now. Another great voice. Yeah. Okay, so this goes back to me saying, where's our voice? Yeah. And we discussed now how time and stuff is dictating this. Yeah. Th this countdown. Yeah. <laughs> we have to go back to this, to the era for other voices that we're, we're writing and singing about a different era. We can't come up. Nobody can come up. I. Uh, it's because the people I think you would expect or look to don't have any interest in doing it or the talent. Because <laughs> they're already. From they're the, already rich. They're, they're already, already from the '60s, by the way. Well, yeah, that. And that's what I was trying to go with before. Before I lost my train of thought, what I was trying to say about how. Again, this is the song. And reflecting of times. Yeah. It's a long time coming. A change is going to come. Well, that's BLM. Yeah. Oh, uh, from a song from 1964. So, yeah. 50 years. Yeah. Things didn't change as much as he probably would have hoped. 60 years almost. Yeah. It's a shame. Things have not changed in that. It's number three, folks. Um, and I have to be honest, I knew the song. I don't know it well. Okay. Uh, in 63, Sam Cooke, America's first great soul singer and one of the most successful pop acts in the nation, with 18 top 30 hits since 57, wow. heard a song that profoundly inspired and, and disturbed him. Bob Dylan's Blown in the Wind. What struck Cooke was the challenge impl implicit in Dylan's anthem. Geez, Cooke mused, a white boy writing a song like that. Cooke's response, a change is going to come. Again... Not the competition to deal, but the inspiration. Inspirations, yeah. yeah. Recorded on January 30th, 1964, with a sumptuous orchestral arrangement by Renee Hall, uh, was more personal in its first-person language and the experiences that preceded its creation. October 1863, while on tour, Cook and, and members of his entourage were arrested in Shreveport, Louisiana. For disturbing the peace after they tried to register at a white motel. <laughs> distributing the peace. Distributing the peace. <laughs> hey, we're being arrested for giving you the peace. Uh, an incident reflected in the song's third verse and Cook's mourning for his 18-month-old son, Vincent, who drowned that June, resonates Yeesh. in the last verse. There have been times that I thought I couldn't last for long. December 11, 1964, almost a year after he recorded it, Cook was fatally shot at L.A. Motel. Two weeks later, a change is going to come was released, becoming Cook's farewell address and an anthem for the civil rights movement. That's fucking insane. That's that's a hell of a timeline. And we just can't get talent like that anymore. We get people who just 
go for the easy dollar. What's easy gonna, quick money, yep. What's going to play on the radio? What's going to yep. get me go viral? That's yeah, all. What's gonna, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, number two. Thoughts? No clue. Statistically, from what we were talking about before and off air, it's got to be a Beatles and a Stones song. Oh, wow. Because we were expecting you I, at least. I'm expecting at least. I, I was expecting. I'm going to. Okay, here's my thoughts. Okay, what other Stones song would be number could, is missing that you would think would be this high? Because a Beatles song for me would be Hey Jude. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Even Let It Be. I was thinking Let It Be, actually. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But a Stones song? Stone song. Give Me Shelter. I can't think of the name I'm th- of the song I'm thinking of. I can see it. Well, the scene it was used in, but I can't think of the name. So the Stones as high as what was it, thirteen? Yeah, yeah. Wow. I don't. I can't. I don't know. I I don't have any. guesses. I have no guesses what number two is. And the only reason I'm trying to guess number two is because I already know what number one is. Yeah. So let's get to number two. Interesting. Wow. Um. Completely. From what we've been reading previously, this is a. Uh, Entry from left field comparatively. Comparative. Um, I, I, I and love. That, and that's not an insult, by the way. No, I love this song. I like it. That you know, says something. You know it. I do know oh, it. Oh, very good. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, okay, so that's not working. Are they showing the right album cover? Yeah, they are. Um. Public Enemy. Best trained, best educated, best equipped, best prepared troops refuse to fight the power, but it still goes with what we were discussing. Anthem and cultural impact. Yes. Don't get me wrong. Great song. I mean... It's got everything in it. Yeah. So <laughs> it's got your funk guitar, your beat. What a great album, Fear the Black Planet. Four writers, though. I'm going to say it's because they wrote their own parts. I believe so. Something tells me, if I, if I remember correctly, the video was filmed in, I want to say Philly. Oh, really? It might have been D.C., I can't remember. Okay. Number two. Number two, top 500 greatest songs of all time. This song, this, this countdown, this list is definitely... You look at the top four. It's definitely... More has, modern. Well, no, it has to deal with what you're saying. Oh, it, it, social cues social, and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's definitely gone social. Uh, there, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. But to, and I'm not saying they did it for this song. I'm just saying if they decided that it was the second best 
song of all time because it was culturally relevant still or I'm only look I can only say it because I know number one okay uh, Chuck D once likened Fight the Power to Pete Seeger singing We Shall Overcome Fight the Power is said he said points to the legacy of the strength of standing up in music. Filmmaker Spike Lee had originally asked Public Enemy to write an anthem for Do the Right Thing, a movie about confronting white supremacy. So Chuck and the group's producer, The Bomb Squad, took inspiration from the Isley Brothers' funky Fight the Power and used the title as the blueprint for a whole new war cry. In just five minutes of scuzzy break beats and clarion call horn samples, Chuck Dean is foil, flavor, flavor present a manifesto for racial revolution and black pride with cones like our freedom of speech is freedom of death and rallying cries to rethink the basis of American life itself in lines like most of my heroes don't appear on those stamps. This song was exactly what Lee's movie needed so it was played over and over again. Anytime the character Radio Raheem showed up in the boombox making it an instant classic. Yeah. It's <laughs> such a it's, a... it's a great song. It, yeah, it was. Man. How about number two on the top influential? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it, it's... It's, it is a surprise that it's this high. I, it's, yeah. I mean... I wasn't expecting you know, it. You know, and good for Public Enemy. So, I... Uh, There you go. You got some I Shot the Sheriff cutting in there. Terminator X was one hell of a DJ, too, by the way. It's, that's that just, who it it's is? just cutting up, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He, he, uh, he put some great stuff together. Um, So, Public Enemy... All right. Fight the power number two. Are you ready for number one, B3? I am. You ready for Let's have one? a swig of our beers. We're, we're gonna I'm going to down mine. Number one. Oh, shit. Look at this. What? God damn, you're going to have a beer left. I'm so far ahead of you. Are, are you beer. done yours? Oh, my God. I enjoy this so much, I don't want it to end. It now. is good, though. It is and the more I drink it, the more I like enjoying it. Here. Yeah. All right. Um... um Number one on the... All right, oh, you wow. know what it is because the news spoiled it for you because everybody's been talking about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So. Give me some hints. Uh, it's right, a let female me ask artist. Ooh. All right. She I'm recently a, passed away. How recent? Within the year. Within this year? Yeah. Uh, Within a year. I'm not going to be able to guess They that. got a movie coming out starring Marlon Wayans as her husband at the time. Well, that doesn't help. All right, let's get to it. Number one. Top 100, top 500 songs of all time. This is, no, 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 no. This is the greatest song of this all time. This is the greatest song of all time. All right. As voted by 250 people who have no clue who the hell they were yeah. or what, what the significance is. What credentials were, yeah. Um, but, excuse me, pardon me, folks, but this being the number one song clarifies what we were discussing. Oh, okay. Aretha Franklin. And I can't, I can't. That's it's a, a great song. It is a great song. Um. Written by Otis Redding. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't know that. Still written by one person. Though. No, I didn't, know wrote, I didn't know he wrote it, though. That was more my point. I, you, I didn't either. 
Yeah, but to your point, one person. One person. Man, it is a hell of a fucking it song. It is a good song. Yeah, you can't. I don't have a problem with this so much as I do Nirvana. <laughs> I agree. All right, so some of the stuff we were talking about with the uh, cultural relevance, anthematic potential, and characteristics and stuff like that. But let's go down with this one from another standpoint. Well, this is definitely a female empowering this yeah. song. Yeah. Uh, but let's go down and break it down. Go ahead. Music break it down. Game. Break it down. <laughs> Too white to say that. <laughs> Vocal performance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Instruments. Production. It's all very well done. Era. Uh, yeah. Uh, I wasn't expecting it, but I'm not saying I don't agree with it, though. It, greatest of all time, though. These lists are kind of stupid in a way. They, they are. Because yeah. it's like the greatest song yeah. of all time. Yeah. yeah I, I don't know how you get 250 people... How 250 people, first off, is enough to decipher the but, greatest songs of all time. But more than that, a vast majority of them had to have picked this song specifically. Absolutely. That's... A vast majority of them had to pick this number two song, too. Yeah. I don't... So, again... <laughs> That's it, an interesting overlap of people. Is 250 people enough No. to decide who the 500 greatest songs of all time are? No. Because it's barely two songs a person. Exactly, I agree. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, the, yeah, it's not a good ratio. Um, personally, I always like Eddie Murphy's talking about his dad singing. Oh, yes, you're gonna respect me, Eddie. You ever see that on? Yeah. Um, I personally would prefer if they did a 500 greatest songs of all time, as voted on by 50,000 people. Yeah. Okay. Something like that would be more... I don't care the color, that'd be, creed, that'd be race, religion. A, that'd be a wild list. Yeah, you get, you know, just send out a mailer to every house in the United States. Yeah, that'll work. Let them write down their if it's top anything, ten favorite songs If it's of anything all time. like the census that we're supposed to fill oh, yeah, out, we're not going to have good shit. results. Yeah. yeah. Although I bet more people would fill out that than the census. I would. Yeah. I think the census was passed due when we turned ours in. Well, at least you turned it in. A lot of people don't. I think I threw it in the trash. <laughs> Is that how you turned it in? Yes. Turned it in the trash. Turned it in the trash. Uh, no, I've recycled it. Okay. I'm saving our country, our planet. That's right. Um, we, re- we, we recycle pieces of paper and corporations <laughs> pollute the air and water. Yeah, I know. It's, it balances <laughs> out. It balances out, folks. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, so, yeah, Aretha, Aretha Franklin, number one, respect. Top 500 greatest songs of all time, according to Rolling Stone. Rolling Stone. Now, we only went through 50. Kind of glad now. And it seems two hours. <laughs> I don't... I We could quickly scroll through the others, I'm but I'm not sure overly I interested. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, there's... I just Maybe wanna, the, the 100 through 50. I want to see where... I want to see what just made the cut. That's why I want to see. What's the 500? Yeah, what, what, what's the 500? This one just yeah. under the wire. Here's, here's... Okay, we did the top 50. We didn't see a door song in the top 50. Yeah, I didn't think of that till just now. You know, Light My Fire did not I, make the top 50. There are some 50. people that didn't just really went out of their way not to like the doors. And it's almost become a more popular thing I've noticed recently, the shit on them. Yeah, well... And it's like, 
fuck you. Yeah, don't say anything. Yeah. I mean, I, there's plenty of I like I don't like Nirvana that much. I don't I I don't yeah, go out of my way to make way jokes to make about them yeah, anymore. Yeah, or to yeah. shit on them or you know. I just oh yeah. you like them? That's cool. Yeah, good for you. That's it. I don't go. I don't. Yeah. The worst thing I've ever heard you say was they had better songs than Teen Spirit. Um, yeah. And uh, here, um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Who else did I notice didn't, uh, didn't have a, a song in the top 50? Well, but interesting, though. Well, well, we don't know what's in the rest of them. You know what they should do? They should have put a list out. Uh, they got it broken down to chunks of 50. At the beginning of the article, before they get into, or at the end of the article, after you read number one, they should have a breakdown of artists and how many of their songs were are in it that'd be genius that yeah, would be yeah. that would be now yeah, you're mean, gonna get to know whether or not they're full of shit because if you go to the doors and they have one song in the top 500 you're going the fuck are these assholes doing but beyonce's in the top 50 well you're gonna get doors will yeah, have one yeah. top 500 but beyonce has a top 50 yeah. go fuck yourself okay, i well. really do think the list suffered from uh yeah. cultural influence and oh i agree but again it's it's music. It's intrinsically personal. You know, you like a song because it sounds good to you. Yeah. You like a song because it relates to something you think yeah. or you feel. Yeah. Objectively <laughs> selecting the greatest song ever written. You're not going to do it. Or you but perform. I mean, let's be honest. The greatest song ever written was House of the Rising Sun. There's, that wasn't in the top 50. <laughs> I, and you I know why? You said it earlier. Let's bring it back. My dingling. <laughs> that was Just the greatest it out song there. ever performed. Greatest live performance I've ever heard. Fucking hey, I've ever. Yes. <laughs> you you know, not he even... almost died laughing backstage. Oh, you know, he was pissed himself every time he did that. <laughs> and he probably pissed on somebody every time he did. Because I know he shit on people. OG troll, maybe. Oh, oh like yeah, Bob oh, Dil- like Bob Dylan singing, singing terrible, singing horribly. Yeah. But instead, he writes a song about his dick and goes, "I got all these white people to sing about my dick tonight." <laughs> Yeah, definitely. The tip of the metaphorical cap to you, sir. Yeah, yeah when you have the power. <laughs> yeah, uh, and they willingly do it with a smile. <laughs> yes, yeah. At a time where they wouldn't have spit on you if you are on fire. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you got them singing about your, your dick. dick. <laughs> <laughs> Legend! <laughs> what's the, uh, what's, with, with incredible power comes a freaking incredible responsibility. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He should on that line. <laughs> and that white chicken yeah. pickup. Um, <laughs> good for him. Yeah, it, it's it's got to be. Um, it's got to be. I mean, I don't. Like I said, scroll, we only, scroll down, see if there's anything after number oh, one. Oh, if, if they have anything left. They, um, nope, yeah, just ads. Just, Great. Just ads, yeah. So, I mean, we literally have to scroll through. Yeah, I would. I'm not going to take the time to scroll through 500 and categorize it. I will eventually. Oh, you're nuts. No, I'm not going to categorize. I just want That's to what leave. I meant to do my idea of how many, the artists and the number Oh, of no, no, songs. no. I'm not keeping count of, yeah. I don't know what's taking. There we go. Um, I'm not uh, keeping track. Me. Okay, well, there's one for them. Yeah. And one for them. And I got little check marks. Blown in the wind. And there we go. There's the song Bob that influenced Dull. number four at number 100. Yeah, number 100. Yeah. That's insane. That's kind of funny. It is. Um, number 100, Bob Dylan's Blowing in the Wind, which, like you just said, again, one of the writer. Um, but Staying Alive by the Bee Gees came in at 99. Yeah. Strong disagree. Oh, come on. Shouldn't be in the top Shouldn't be higher. In My Life by the Beatles. Well, I often forget that. that that's one of their songs. What? In My Life. Really? Yeah. It's a good song. Um, 
now let me just be honest here. If in my life is in '98 in the top 100, then there yeah. should be about 30 other Beatles songs between <laughs> now and 50. Yeah. Um. So I mean, Patti Smith, Glory, Glory. You don't even know that song. I might. That's by Van Morrison. I didn't know that. What is this? I don't want your notifications. Your I hate that. Yeah. Oh, Jay Z's on. Yeah. yeah. All right. List has lost credibility. Are you sure? Yeah. Why? Because he's on there with that song. Oh, well, what about this one? Okay. Let's go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even notice 95, that. 95. Well, let's go back to 96 really 96 quickly. 96 is Jay-Z. This guy was raised by this his have only mother and his grandmother. 99, by the way. But it t- And he's married. <laughs> but at, it took Look at the writers. Oh, my God. Did he give credit to every person that was in the room when he was, or in the block? <laughs> they brought me a water. They get a writer's he, credit. Everybody that was in the zip code. What a fucking loser. All right, here you go. Raised by his mother and his grandmother, married to a woman. It wasn't until he had his daughter that he realized that he shouldn't say the word bitch as a derogatory oh, term God. to a woman. You fucking dumb idiot. Yeah. And your song sucks yeah. because you probably wrote all three words. You mumbling. You can gladly let him up. We don't want him down here. Mumbling idiot. Uh, yeah, but look, what's he got? He's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten people to write one song. <laughs> oh. Probably not even. Everybody got a line. That was it. Oasis, Wonderwall, ninety-five. Yeah. Whitney Houston, I will always love you. Cover song, by the way, written by Dolly Parton. One person. Yeah. How is Kelly Clarkson on this? Yes. Oh, for Christ's sake! She couldn't even spell the word out. <clears throat> what's that? What word? Since you've been gone. Uh, Oh, that's a horrible. <laughs> so really she gets no song. writing credit. She oh. didn't? No. Written by Lucas <laughs> and Martin. Pop yeah. music is trash. Oh, pop music is, yeah. Little Richard Gagali, Miss Molly by Robert Blackwell. Yeah, this is this is a cover. Yeah. Um, UGK featuring Outcast, International Player Anthems. I bet that's a good song. It's not even, well, you make me feel... That's the That's song a, uh, I think is better than Respect. Huh. Yeah, this inf- this this list was definitely influenced by... It came in at 90. It definitely came in with what the, 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 the what's going on in yeah. the world today. What's going on. What's going on. <laughs> yeah, that should have been fucking number one. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I think You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman is a better song than Respect. I like it more than Respect, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's Hey Jude. Hey, wow. Yeah, wow. That's a Again, of... not the biggest Beatle fans in the world <laughs> but, or even the room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey Jude all the way down at 80. Yeah, that's impressive. Now, <laughs> here we go, though. Ooh, that's... Uh, that's probably the highest song on here, and I for a disagree. Hard... Oh, for even a hard rock song. Just, yeah, yeah, okay. That, that's going to make me scroll through this whole list later, is what's the heaviest song okay, on here, and okay. where does it rank? All right, well, 88, Sweet Child of Mine, Guns N' Roses. And it's given everybody in the group, including two people I never heard of, credit. Jeffrey Isbell and Sal Hudson. I don't know who they are. <coughs> I can't move. LCD sound, sound system, all my friends. I don't even know who that is. Yeah, I'm sure it's not better than Guns N' Roses. Yeah. Uh, the Rolling Stones, Tumbling Dice, great song. Making Keith, that came in at 86. Kiss by Kiss, Prince yeah. at 85. Ay, ay, ay. I love that song. Is it... In the top 100 of all, yeah, it might be. It. Yeah. I so even know this one. Yeah, for it. it has so much going on. His timing and everything. Let's stay together by our green. 
Yeah, I can't complain with that one either. No. That's such a hell of an artist. Yeah. More Bob Dylan. Desolation. I don't even know Desolation Road. You know that? Nope. Uh, Adele rolling in. Uh, you know what? As much as she's, she has a hell of a voice, and those two two of her songs are really amazing. Yeah. So I can't argue with that. The Velvet Underground. I'm waiting for the man. I'm not familiar with that one. I don't know that one either. The Velvets were. Um, I don't know that. Why title? Watches us both be like, oh, once it starts playing. And for some reason, Sonos is giving me issues, um, so I can't even bring it up. Uh, I'm going to keep recording. We're not going to play this song, apparently. So, 81. <laughs> we'll play it for ourselves later. What I say. Okay, how do you not? Yeah. I mean, that should be a little that's, higher. Yeah, I agree. Higher than 80. It's one of my favorite songs of his of all time, actually. It's a great song. What I say by Ray Charles. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black. I was expecting one of hers in the top one. I wasn't expecting that. I don't even know it. I don't either. Mark Ronson, though. Yeah. The Four Types Reach Out. That's a fantastic song. That's a great song. <laughs> yeah. Coming in at... Uh, it's 78. Yeah, thank you. I don't know this song. Nope. The Modern Lover's Roadrunner. Me, me. Yeah. All right, whatever. 76, Johnny Cash, I Walk the Line. Eh, a little low. Yeah. Pulp, Common People. Well, that looks like shit. Yeah, it's a 80s wedding. Yeah, Leonard Cohen, Hallelujah. Okay. Yeah, can't complain. Yep, there she is. Well, how many writers? How many writers? Oh, let's go back. Four. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco. No, cuatro. Four writers for another Beyonce song. Yeah. The Beatles, Yesterday, at 72. Kind of hate that song. Tracy Chapman. Wow, Fast Car. Anyway, um, I love Fast I only know Fast Car and there's one other song. Give me one reason. Okay. Elvis has a ton of songs. That's the one I love. Okay. There's like three that I will listen to, but Suspicious Minds, amazing song. At 70, by the way. Uh, yeah. Taylor Swift. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Chic. Good times. The Creeps. Uh, chic. Uh, it's not that. It's not top 100. No. Bob Dylan. Tangled up in blue. No. <laughs> Talk about a song that just yammers on. Bridge over troubled water. Simon and Garfunkel at 66. Fantastic song. September. Earth, wind, and fire. 65. I can't disagree. It's a good song. It, yeah. should, it should be on this list. I can't scroll. Well, what's the internet? Yeah, what happened? We took an internet shit. I think we need a beer. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Jolene. Jolene. Do you know that song? Jolene. Yeah. Jol- yeah. Right, it's not a song I'll listen to, but Dolly's got big knockers. <laughs> oh, you skipped some. Yeah, apparently. You got to go back up. Blitzkrieg Bop at 64. Okay, you skipped two. Sorry. Uh, by the Ramones. Yeah. Good for them. 63, Dolly Parton. Blitzkrieg Bop. Ugh. Oh, you two at number 62. They could have been left off the yeah. list entirely. Now, we're only going to get to 15 and I'm done because I'm, I'm, i got to fight. Led Zeppelin, Stairway to Heaven. Oh. Most overplayed song in the last yes. 15, 20 years. Up that hill. Not familiar with that. You know, I want to go back to Starway to Heaven, and it, it says... Okay, yeah, yeah, they did write it. You're right. I don't know who Kate Bush is or what hill she Hold on a second. I'm going to choke, but I want to make a joke. Okay, you, choke, <coughs> you make a choke on that joke. All right, so you were talking about Led Zeppelin to see who wrote it. Let's irritate those fans that we like irritating like we did in the one reaction video and say Stairway to Heaven was one of the few songs they wrote and didn't rip off. Yeah, yeah it was. <laughs> Actually, they wrote a lot of their music. Yeah, yeah, Fuck you. Yeah. They... 
ripping on Led Zeppelin for stealing. No, I don't blame you. Music I have no problem black musicians yeah. and then not giving yeah. credit. Not they got sued for it plenty. We're not making bullshit up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, they took credit. For, no, shut up. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they, got, they gave credit after they got sued. Yeah. 59, Grandmaster Flunk and the message. Grandmaster Flash. Yeah, I know. Grandmaster Flunk <laughs> and the Furious Flash. The band, The Wait. I don't think I know that. The Wait. I don't know. Fly to Family Stone. Oh, what another great fucking song. You know it? I think so. Okay. No? No, actually not familiar you with this one. this one. Yeah. Um, to me, I think it's the third best song. But okay. Missy Elliott again. 56. Madonna like a prayer. Ugh. <laughs> like a talentless whore. <laughs> Tracks of my tears. Smokey Robinson and the Miracles. Yeah, it's a good song. It, it is. I'm going to scroll past something. All right, well, I'm just trying to get Peach Boy. There uh, it is. What did I say? Yeah. Good vibrations, 53. Did I miss anything? No. I, 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 yeah, yeah, I can't. Justified. Argue. Yeah. Should be higher. I'm surprised that God only knows is higher. I feel love is number 52 by Donna Summer. I'm familiar with that one. I oh, think. yes, you are. I'm sure I played it for us. Okay. Um, This is like one of the ultimate porn 70s songs. Oh, really? To me, I think it is. <laughs> I feel love. <laughs> I get love. Hell of an album type yes. cover there. You know it from uh, American Hustle. Oh, number yeah, fifty-two. Yeah, yeah. Generous, very generous. Top one hundred porn songs. Maybe this is number one. Right ahead of "Be So Horny" and "Put It in Your Mouth." Oh, wait a second. I do. I really do. I know you it's know this. terrible. Yeah, it, 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 it's so, I torment it's, Sam with this song. Yes. Yeah. It's just, yeah. So good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. This yeah. is number 52 in the top 500 greatest songs of all time. No. <laughs> this song is recent enough to disqualify the list. At least she wrote on it. Yeah. So did two other people. Oh, uh, the lyrics are in depth. Uh, yeah. Walk on by by Dionne Warwick. It's like that's 51. So there you go. That's your top 100 total. We, All went right. through, we went through it in our own order. Um, you can turn this down. <laughs> no, we're going to end it on Donna Summer Feeling Love. <laughs> Something we don't for this list is feel yeah. the love. <laughs> you know what? Let's end it. Have any pod show. I'm Grant. I'm B3. And we feel love. I just sound like digitally fart. I can't pause it till it switches. There it is.
<laughs> it will not go. Longest outro to an episode ever. I believe it all in. What's annoying is it won't go to Audacity, but it loaded that fucking ad. Yeah.